This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. We're creeping into people's dreams. Welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer. I'm Brian Morris. I'm Stacy Kulo. We're comedians. And a couple. And I recently watched Gilmore Girls, one of Stacy's favorite shows. And I've recently watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of Brian's favorite shows. We watched both shows together all seven seasons, comparing them as we went. And this episode is not our series wrap-up, as was foretold. Yeah, this is one of those prophecies that Sajan changed. Sajan is a character from Angel, if you're not familiar. <laughs> we have it recorded. It's all recorded. But it is quite long. It's long. It's not a short little guy. And we're super crazy busy right now with so many things. So it's just, we don't have time to edit it. There's about 20 minutes of it edited, and it is currently two days before the podcast comes out. And I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. Yeah, it's just been a lot to figure out my new balance with having a day job as well as doing this. So it is in the pipeline. It is coming. It will be next week coming out. But right now we're gonna do this in the midterm. Yeah, just like, in the meantime, in the midterm, we're gonna we're gonna do a primary. <laughs> we just had a lot of life stuff to catch up on. We oh, we got a new dresser. We built IKEA furniture together, everybody, we and survived. we're still together, guys. It was pretty good. I think we did a good job. So this episode is just a quick little episode where we're going to respond to some of the social media commentary that we've gotten lately. Yes. Responding on social media has been something that I haven't been able to keep up with as well. So we're going to respond to some of those social media posts now. And I'm going to use this week to catch up on some of that other stuff as well. We got to do those TikToks we do every time where we list one thing about each episode. And I have to memorize a bunch of titles. (laughs) Yeah. Those are tricky. They are. Give it a shot. We're issuing a challenge. That'll test a relationship way more than Ikea. (laughs) When you're... (laughs) repeating episode titles over and over again for each other. I feel like last time, actually, we only did it in a couple takes, but sometimes yeah. those take a minute. Often one of us will get to, like, number 18 and screw it up. <laughs> It'll be perfect. I know. It's not all one take. So we um we saw a Buffy cast member in a different media recently, as well as a Gilmore Girl cast member. We watched the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's right. It's not that new anymore. I have not seen Nathan Fillion in anything else, but... It was very bizarre to suddenly see him like 20 years older than Caleb. Right. I mean, that is what happens to people when they I know. Older. I just don't think I would have known it was even him if I hadn't seen his name at the top of the movie. So I was like looking out for him. If you hear that, our neighbors are just I don't doing know, their monthly pounding, burying someone in the wall. I don't know. It's going- <laughs> Speaking of neighbors, somebody took our dresser from us. That worked out really well. You said that like they stole it. Yeah, we were like... We had an old dresser to get rid of. It was crazy. We were like, let's put it online. Maybe someone will take it from like a buy nothing group or something. So you do. And then within like 10 minutes, you're like, someone wants this. And they live in our building. Yeah. And then it started raining like right after you posted it. They were like, ah, no one's coming to pick this up. And then someone in our building was like, we'd love it. Yeah, it was perfect. They were like, we live on the corner of... I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. So it worked out. We got rid of the old dresser and built a new one. Regarding our vacation, that's another thing that has been plaguing us, keeping us from doing podcast stuff, like trying to get this scheduled. We're leaning Italy. Just a lot of people have been like, that's a great little European vacation. Going to be good food, pretty stuff. Do Italy. So that's what we're leaning for now. So we'll take your Italy specific suggestions. 
what things do we got to see? What foods do we have to try? Yeah, let us know what you think. If you have a last-minute shout-out for another country that you really think is better, feel free. But we're leaning Italy right now, so any Italy advice, we would love to hear. And just a reminder, at the end of September, we will be in Maine for the Gilmore Girls Fan Fest. Love to meet you guys. I'll put a link in the description. They're not allowed to use the term Gilmore Girls, so it's a little hard to find online. But if you're not familiar, it's a festival where Gilmore Girl fans can just come and experience... Gilmore Girl themed events, meet the cast members that attend. There's panels, all kinds of activities. It's like three or four days long. We will be there hosting the cast panel on the night of September 30th, I believe. It's a Saturday. I'll put all the information down below. We'd love to see you there. Also, next week when our podcast finally comes out, the one that we have recorded, yes, the meatball recipe is in it. Yes. We break it down. I mean, the meatball recipe is currently online somewhere. I'm just not going to tell you the link until we post that episode. But we will discuss our tips and tricks as well. Yeah, so it is coming. We also will have some five-star reviews in the next one. I'm not going to do them in this one just in case people see this one shorter and skip it. I want everyone to hear their little shout-outs. Yes. Before we go into all of this, there's something I realized I didn't mention on the other podcast. I want to know how you guys feel about this and if anyone feels similarly. When Buffy ended... I feel like it was a show that sort of defined me a little bit as far as like, yeah, that's my favorite show. I love that show. That's my one favorite show. I had other shows I really liked, but that was like my constant one show that if anyone were to ask, what's your favorite show? I'd say Buffy. And when it ended, I remember having almost a sense of loss. Like, oh, so what is, what defines me now? Not that this really defined me as like everything about me. It obviously didn't. I had so many other interests and things I did, but this was sort of like my TV show that like my stories your stories. You know, it was my stories. What did you do? Well, I remember even journaling about it, just being like, huh, this is over. This was like a part of my life that's over. I, I know that sounds silly, right? This is my story. But like, it, I don't know. It was. It was like I finished this book series that I had been reading for years that, you know, mm-hmm. that I was always thinking about in the back of my mind. And then it was done. And I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be thinking about this every day anymore. And then you were like 20 years later. <laughs> Absolutely. You were right. Did you feel that way when it ended again just now? No. I'm curious, though, if you guys felt that way about either of these shows or perhaps a different show where it felt to you more important than just a show that was on TV, just a show that you enjoyed watching. I feel like this is connected to my age at the time. I started watching it when I was relatively young, and the show just touched me emotionally at a time when I was impressionable, and it would never happen again. Because I've never found a show that's connected to me in the same way, even though there are shows that I might say are even better shows. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely shows in modern times that we look forward to watching every week. Absolutely, but they don't feel like they're part of my identity anymore. They're just like a show I like. Like Game of Thrones is one we were like, we gotta watch it. We're going to watch it live. But like, you weren't relating to that world as hard, maybe, as like... Right. I'm just curious if anyone else felt that way about either of these shows or another show, and then how you felt when it ended. That's a good question. When Gilmore Girls ended for you, was it... Were you depressed or anything? I don't remember. I think I just had the feeling like I need to own this show because I started trying to collect it like on DVD after that because I knew I wanted to like have it to watch again. And I haven't had that feeling with many shows. Yeah. Yeah, because it's funny because we both own all of this show. And I mean, I also own Angel, but it's connected. I own Boy Meets World and the first 13 episodes of Glee. (laughs) I also own all of Dragon Ball Z. I don't want to do this. We have to do Boy Meets (laughs) Ball. It's been foretold. Well, not all things that are foretold (laughs) come to pass. But I feel like Buffy, for me, when it ended, it was sort of like saying goodbye to friends that I'm never going to see again. 
Do you own Friends on DVD? Speaking of I friends? do. Yeah, I do own <laughs> Friends on DVD. Okay. I got Friends because I was trying to learn Spanish, and the DVDs had a Spanish language option. And the reason I did this is because I, I know the plot of every Friends, because I saw it when growing up. like Probably like two or three times I'd see a lot of the episodes. So I was like, I can put this in Spanish, and I'll know what the gist of what they're talking about is, and that will make it easier for me to consume this. Mm. I did not do that very long, because the it actually didn't have a Spanish language option, even though it fucking said it did. Oh. Because I used to watch it in Spain. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know what they're talking about. Do you remember? So I didn't watch Friends until like 10 years ago. We mm-hmm. watched all of it on your DVDs. But then we got to like some episode of like season seven and the DVD was just like messed up. That's right. But this was before it was like on streaming. So we had to figure out a way to watch it. And we like ended up watching it in Australia because I think my friend That's had right. the DVD when we were visiting. We we're like, oh, we could finally finish. <laughs> there was just like no way to get the episode. It's probably on cable somewhere. But, of course, it was with Australian language, so it was a little hard to follow. Mm-mm. Chandler was always rocking up to stuff and reckoning. <laughs> yeah. Putting things in the boot. So I've basically just gone through some of our recent comments that we've gotten from social media, whether it's through direct message, public post, or some emails. Just some that I thought might be interesting to discuss a little bit further. If it was a public post, I'll say your name. If it was a DM, I won't. Maybe you would be fine if I did. I just... Didn't know for sure if that would be okay. So anything where I don't have a name, it was probably a DM. Just a couple fun trivia things that people have shared recently. Many people have sent me this video of Spike singing Rest in Peace, but the audio is from the Ken song in the new Barbie movie. (laughs) (laughs) And it matches up pretty well. Yeah. The the vibes are the same. (laughs) Other than the fact that Spike doesn't have a tan, and that is one of the lyrics, but it's, it's kind of funny that... That's actually quite opposite for Spike. Right. It's like, when will she see the man behind the tan? If there's anything like this where it's like a tangible thing, I'll post the link for that down below as well. Someone also told us to be on the lookout for another subtle Homestar Runner reference in the comics of Buffy. Oh. That's interesting. Also, several people have sent this to me. There's this like breakdown of the Gilmore Girls Sopranos paradox. Because both shows reference each other. Gilmore Girls references that Sopranos is a show in this world. And in The Sopranos, which we haven't seen. We're gonna see it. Just calm down, everybody. (laughs) Just calm down. I believe there's an episode where they are watching Gilmore Girls. So, like, it creates this paradox where this, like, doesn't really make sense. (laughs) Because they're both television shows that believe the other is real. Another thing, also, remember when I was telling you about that movie that kind of parallels Luke and Lorelai and Chris's love triangle? The black and white movie he's watching yeah, in the hospital. With the April, Philadelphia yeah. story. Somebody reached out that it's even more specific. Oh, wow. They say that the real love triangle is between her and Dexter, her wealthy ex-husband, who she's known her whole life slash grew up with, and who is extremely close and beloved by her entire family. And Jimmy Stewart's character, a very poor reporter from a working class background who she connects to over the course of the movie. Despite her initial connection to Jimmy Stewart, it suggested that Dexter understands her better than anyone because of their history and their similar wealthy backgrounds. And she's just been denying her true self by not being with him. So basically literally everything Luke fears about Lorelai and Christopher is what this Uh. person wrote. So this just provides a little, little more detail on how much the Philadelphia story parallels the situation. It's interesting because, like, was Amy setting it up with that whole Maryland detail? Because remember, that was part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Here's a couple of little things that people have pointed out about things that we said. 
Someone said, I'm re-listening to your pod, and I'm on episode two. And once you've discussed... (laughs) I don't even know, like, Suki's name. And once you've said... You discussed the Buffy episode. Brian says, I mean, they saved the world. And Stacey goes, for now. (laughs) Not full Christopher voice, but it made me laugh because that becomes a recurring joke later on. (laughs) That's funny. I mean, it is funny. For now. (laughs) And this is more of a correction. I got an email. Remember, we couldn't remember if Anya actually killed the frat boys or like if they stayed dead. Right. This person pointed out that DeHoffrin reversed the spell. And that's why they had to kill Halfrek. It was like a sacrifice. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I didn't think they stayed dead. It would be hard to justify like being friendly to Anya if they did. Yeah. And I knew that Halfrek died, but I didn't remember those two were connected. I do remember someone like leaving the room to go check on the frat boys. I think it was Buffy. I think we made a joke about like what she was, how she was checking on them. <laughs> All right. We've got some Gilmore specific things. I posed the question, what you would have said to Logan if you were Rory. This is during the proposal? or this Yes, is, yeah, when yes. he proposed. And actually, a lot of people think she should have said yes. Or like, they would have said yes. And, I don't know, she loved him a lot. But I mean, we've talked a lot about it. The, the real solution is she needs to like make it clear she wants to stay together but not get married. Yeah. I mean, some people probably look over at their partner and they see a very much not Logan. They see a Dean who let himself go. And they're like, yeah, I should have picked Logan. I would say yes to Logan right the hell now. That's probably really dark. Cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You've said it. And I was hurt. That's why I was just repeating what you said. No, someone also pointed. I feel like there were other comments, too. Like, yeah, Logan had given her this whole thing about how, like, it was her choice. And, like, he would factor her in, blah, blah, blah. But then now suddenly he's like, you have to do what I want. And someone said specifically that, like, he wanted to, to save her which I think is true. He was just like, ah, she's not figuring it out, but this will solve it. Right. When she maybe like didn't need saving. I don't know. I don't think he was an asshole in any of this, but they, they both should have just like taken an afternoon to have a longer conversation. Yeah, because it's like, you want to marry me? Okay, tell you what, you go think by yourself for a long time and let's not discuss anything for a while. And the whole all or nothing thing, yeah, I don't know. I think people have also pointed out that he is sort of ruining this nice day for her because this is like her graduation and yeah. it's like tainted with this. I mean, I think he thought it would go well. Well, he also proposed to her before graduation. It was at her graduation party. Yeah, like Emily throws a party for her every time she gets rid of her hiccups. So <laughs> I am like always blown away by people who are like, I'm just going to propose. And it's like, are you going to, you haven't like talked about it a little bit, you know, like felt out the situation first. You've got to be pretty confident that this is the best decision for both of you and yeah. that the person's going to say yes to, to pop it, I feel like. If it's not something you ever talked about, it seems pretty bold to propose. Totally. They've been together a while. It's not like crazy that he would. But even in that episode, he says, I know you said you weren't a big fan of big gestures or you didn't want any more big gestures, but like, you know, marriage is sort of a big gesture in its own. It's like he's excusing the fact that he has like a horse and carriage there for them. Mm-hmm. Almost it's like you want to be like, yeah, Logan, but like proposing is just a big gesture, which is what she says she doesn't want right now. So like maybe that's the mistake right there. Anyway. I also asked how people felt about Luke and Lorelai getting back together in the final episode. Okay. There's a lot of opinions about that. Here's some selected comments. Miss Rissy said, I know it's the happily ever after that everyone wanted. And I love that Luke showed her how he felt in that way. But I love them better as friends with amazing chemistry. Interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's how I kind of felt. They do have, like, chemistry, though, but they're so bickery. Yeah. I would have liked a season of them coming back together. Yeah, like falling in love again. Because all we have is Lorelai saying, like, I need a man who can tell me he loves me, blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, sort of does there at the end. But, like, I've talked about this to death, about how Lorelai and Luke are, like, opposites that, like, fill in each other's gaps. But I feel like the show could have, like, showcased that more to be like, yeah, that's why they belong together. But the show didn't. The show was like, uh, we're out of episodes. Yeah. What can Luke do that works and they're back together? That's how it felt to me. It was a very, it was a rush job of getting them back together. A couple of these comments are sort of related to what you're saying. Robert's books said, I like that Luke's gesture was for Rory. Lorelai proposed originally when she saw Luke's love for Rory. It sort of just reset emotions like a proposal do-over. Hmm. That's interesting. And someone said that they love them getting back together because they love one another and they don't try to change one another. And that's so hard to find. That's interesting because I feel like the show often talks about how like Rory's men especially maybe needed to change. Yeah, I I mean, I fucking kind of hate that whole thing. That's like a woman fantasy, which is fine. It's fine. I just I roll my eyes on it and, and which is it's it's fine to have that fantasy. It's just I I've seen it in shows. Yeah, or just the idea of, like, I've got this man and I'm going to change him. And, like, the show very much is trying to showcase that with Logan. Like, I don't Rory's think Lorelai just... was ever trying to change her, man. I mean, maybe kind of trying to change Chris Christopher to be a star's hollow boy. Right. I don't feel like it was big on Lorelai, honestly. And I think it was mostly Rory with Logan and somewhat with Jess, although Jess didn't change. Yeah. I don't know that Rory was, like, actively trying to change Logan, though. It was, like, more of a hope. That he would be, like, less of a playboy. I'm going to have to disagree. I feel like she was like, Logan, you've got to be a good boy. A business boy. Oh, sure. At the request of his dad. But, like, they agreed. I guess I was thinking more of, like, earlier in their relationship when he wanted to see other people still. And she was like, okay, I'll try that. And then when it didn't work, she was like, okay, we'll just be done. I'm not going to make you be a boyfriend. Right. He was the one that chose to be a boyfriend. Anyways, ways, one last comment about the Luke and Lorelai subject from JSHK82. As someone who hasn't watched the show, <laughs> the more you guys talk about them, the less I like them as a couple. <laughs> and the more flaws I saw in their relationship. Again, never seen the show, but I almost feel like I have a good outsider perspective now. And yeah, don't think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Thank you for that. That's interesting. Yeah. Just from our recaps, how this person feels about that. I hope no one thinks they have a good grasp on Charmed based on our recap. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got some Buffy-specific things here from Una H. This dives a little bit more into Buffy and Spike's last words. Spike's response to Buffy when she says she loves him. Una says, I don't have an explanation for Spike saying no, you don't, when Buffy tells him she loves him. But I think it interestingly mirrors season five and six when Buffy used to basically respond, no, you don't, every time Spike said he loved her. No idea if this is an intentional callback. Maybe not. But that's interesting. Yeah. Because she would say that. Yeah. But hers was more almost like dismissal because she didn't want to deal with that or believe it was true. Right. She, I don't think she believed it. She was like, you're just insane, evil. But it could be that he doesn't believe her the same way she didn't believe him. And maybe he's wrong. I think Buffy's reaction suggests that she doesn't know if she loves him. Yeah. It was just such a choice. Why, why doesn't Joss just be like, this is what I meant, guys, because I know it's weird. Yeah. Who is he to tell her that she doesn't? Like, how does he know? She might. I mean, they know each other pretty well. Yeah. She came to him for cuddles on the last night of the world. She could have done that with Angel, but she sent him away. 
he needed to go start the second front or whatever bullshit excuse she had so he didn't have to be in the episode. <laughs> okay, we've got another comment here. It says, I will say Caleb is actually my favorite villain because he is oh. such a misogynist and that was something that Buffy as a show was against. Yeah. I do wish Caleb had appeared a bit sooner and they had utilized more past villains as the first and less Buffy as the first. But I do love when Buffy says, get out of my face. Yeah. That's interesting. That is very interesting. And, I, and I've and i said this on the podcast, I think. I kind of do like him as a villain, but he just pops up like out yes. of nowhere at the very end. You're like, okay, well, you would have been great at the beginning of this season. Yeah. It's it's weird that there's the Toracon halfway through and then this guy. It's just like they couldn't decide how to best do it. But I really like your response because I think he is a good villain for what the show's about, about woman power, and then have the antithesis of that and to show Buffy overcoming that and also just proving him wrong. Yeah. Which the show does, but like within a couple episodes, and it would have been nicer to do it over many. But I, I do think that he is a good foil for her for that reason. Britt McCor 18 has a comment about the comics. She says, I'm excited for what is next, especially the comic read, because it's nuts. <laughs> I never <laughs> finished it completely, but I read spoilers, and wow. I'm excited. Who knows what it's about? Yeah, I mean, now that they're not limited to, like, what the actors are willing to do, slash what's possible to show on television with the yeah. budget of UPN or whatever channel ended up on. Yeah, we, I think, discuss that a little bit in the next episode when we make predictions about the comics. And we're excited. Yeah. This is a DM that I got kind of relating to the Buffy finale and some of the criticisms we maybe had of it. This DM just says you up. <laughs> says, so I was thinking about both finales and yes, to us, Gilmore Girls feels more emotional, but the characters were actually saying goodbye. Buffy and her people weren't trying to say goodbye to each other. They all just thought they were going to either make it or die, I guess. And yes, the losses feel like they were underwhelming, but in my mind at the end, we get like one minute where they're all still digesting the fact that they're alive. The grief will probably come after that two-week nap Faith was talking about. Right. Although everything felt rushed and we didn't get that closure we wanted, the whole dilemma that Buffy has dealt with for seven years was so amazingly resolved and I feel good about the finale. That's a good point. That's a great point. They weren't saying goodbye to each other. But like as people watching a show, like little Brian in 2003, whose world just ended when the show right, right, right. came to an end. I mean, you seemed happy with it at the time, at least. Yeah, because I think what this DMer pointed out was that it, I think it wrapped up the dilemma Buffy had been dealing with forever very nicely. Mm -hmm. And that is such a great point that this person made about how Gilmore Girls literally was like the characters saying goodbye to each other. So we were almost like living vicariously through them saying goodbye to the characters. Whereas in Buffy, that's, that's such a good point. At the end, all of the characters are sort of digesting what just happened and they don't have a lot of time and they're just like kind of traumatized. And that's sort of how probably we were as viewers, too. Like, oh, it's all over. That was it. We did it. These are the characters that lived. Like, crazy. This is how the show ends. I wonder if we would have felt differently if we would have watched them in the opposite order. Mm-hmm. Like, if we took Buffy in before knowing that Gilmore Girls was, like, a super sad goodbye fest. Right. If that would have, like, framed our view of Buffy differently. There's still a lot of potholes. <laughs> Yo, for sure. I, I mean, it was so rushed. And I love it. I love it. It's so, I, I will watch it again. I've watched the finale like three or four times in the last like month. Uh, it's got so many great moments, but it is super flawed too. <laughs> Let me say that I am loving your guys' comments. Some of these are really insightful. So uh, thank you for sending these to us because uh, I am enjoying your perspectives on these. Yeah. Do we have any more? Yeah. Here's We've got some just general kind of fun comments. Okay. Laura Smith-Breeze on the topic of season seven. I love both, 
and you all reminded me that they weren't really that weak of seasons, as is sometimes remembered. I like that. I'm glad that we shed some happy perspective on season seven for everybody. <laughs> I know what you mean by shed, but it sounded gross. Like, ugh, get this perspective off me. <laughs> Throw it on these listeners. <laughs> We're um, sloughing some perspective on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we learned the word slough at some point in the last few years, and it Pops up into our vocabulary occasionally. Well, it falls out occasionally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it pops up. <laughs> okay, so this is unrelated, but I just thought of it because it's another random thing from our life. For Amazon Prime Day, we ordered a couple things that were on sale, and Brian got these little notebooks. Let me just give my perspective real quick. Let me just shed mine and stuff it off. Uh <laughs> I was just looking for stuff, and there was, like, a bunch of notebooks exactly the size I needed, and they were way cheaper. There was, like, a great deal, so much cheaper than, like, similar notebooks. So I, they were like, cool. I, I'm just looking for a notebook. Who cares? Just bought some cheap notebooks. Go just, ahead. like, those little tiny ones to, like, jot notes Like reporter down. notebooks, yeah. Yeah. And you sent them to me to order, and I was like, they say they're for women? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah. You told me that. I was like, What? So there, there's like eight of them, and they're all different colors. Like the covers are just like a solid color. And overall, it's sort of like a fall palette, maybe? Like a soft fall palette. Maybe one is pink, one is maroon, some are like green and tan. And then there's like sort of a feminine font on the back for like just the, the name of the company that made them. But the, And they're like, rounded corners, <laughs> which I think is important. But it's just like, what is a notebook for a woman? Yeah, I know. It's like, what the, what? So I just make fun of him now every time he uses one of his notebooks. Which is weird. Every time I try to write in it, it won't take the ink. I don't understand. <laughs> it, what's even weirder about that is, first off, I get, who, why, what is, like, feminine about them? Like, what? I, that's just, like, product that, why would you make feminine? Like, who cares? It's But but they're also small notebooks. It's not like a big notebook with, like, a unicorn or, like, a buff dude on the All front women love unicorns and buff dudes. I'm just trying to think of something that maybe women would prefer more than men would prefer. A buff dude riding a unicorn? I'll write whatever in that. It's mostly going to be thoughts about the cover. I don't know what women think about. I assume it's unicorns and buff dudes. Uh, all of my experience is based off harmony. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I will post a link to Brian's feminine notebooks. <laughs> I keep calling them your feminine pads. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I have an extra pad if you need if you need one. Oh, uh, there's eight of them. The last You've got cover. some ideas you want to slough off. I have a pad <laughs> for you to put them in. Okay. <laughs> anyway, All right. Louis okay. McBreeze, we're glad that you were able to enjoy season seven. And I hope others feel the same because I didn't think they were that bad. I think they're definitely not the show's strongest seasons. They mm. could be on the weaker end of the show seasons. But yeah. both shows have it figured out by this time. And episode to episode, nothing too bad is happening. Absolutely. I feel like both shows had some great ideas, too, and sometimes they were executed really well, and sometimes they weren't. Just some things could have been better here and there. Yeah. Okay. Jen F. Hansen writes, Fully had a dream last night where I was listening to and laughing so hard at this podcast while I went about my day. I love that this little niche pod has been such a source of joy even in my sleep. Oh. Oh, thank you. We're creeping into people's dreams. All right. Babe. <laughs> I wonder what we said. I don't know. Someone asked, have you done any content where you review board games? I could see a podcast or YouTube series about this. And maybe Brian can show off his fancy storage system, too. Oh, yeah. Now that I got my 3D printer. 
We are going to be doing some of that. Yeah, the answer is no, we have not done that, but that is something we would like to do. Or like do playthroughs of games? We have plans to do playthroughs of games and also the Buffy games. We're going to play through all of them and we'll probably do videos of us playing, but also of us talking about the games in general. Like, oh, we like this Buffy board game. Oh, we like that one. We'll let you know which one we like the best. Yeah, it's just a matter of filming logistics and like finding time. We're so busy now. Totally. But it is on a radar and it is a plan. Yeah. So definitely, if you don't already follow us on YouTube, it's called Brian and Stacy. Brian with a Y, Stacy with an EY. There's probably a link to that below, but I will highlight it because we would love to start doing more regular content there. So please like the page. Even if there's no content popping up right this moment, it will. Yeah. And you'll be primed and ready for it. Currently, what's on there is like our weekly teasers and some old movie reviews that we yeah, did. Ancient ones that we had like a terrible microphone for. Or no microphone. But we do exactly. have some never before released movie reviews that we yeah. filmed but never edited. I kind of want to do those soon. We Return to Oz. Return to Oz. Howard the Duck. Uh, we did a very quick review immediately after seeing Cats. <laughs> I actually did start editing that one. Maybe I'll put that out soon. And lastly, I'm just going to read some of the comments we got on our most recent social media post asking which show is going to win overall because it was fun to hear what people said. From Celeste Best, we've got Buffy. I love Gilmore Girls too, and it gives me the feels, but Buffy absolutely wrecked me nearly every season, and I love the messy, complicated arcs of the main characters. Ooh. Buffy or Bust says, it's always Buffy for me, but Gilmore Girls is beloved. A lot of Buffy support here. Yeah. Cryptica says, I think both have a massively dedicated fan base and will forever be iconic. So it's really up to individual preference. I don't think either one is objectively better. I love both. For me personally, it will always be Buffy. I am sure there are plenty of Gilmore Girl fans who would prefer Gilmore Girls. Hildiola says they're so different. It's so hard to compare. I was obsessed with Buffy in my teens, so that will always win for me. But I think Gilmore Girls might be more consistent. Buffy has its ups and downs. Interesting. I think I agree with that idea that Gilmore Girls is definitely more consistent. Mona Moshe says, I just can't choose. Alternatively, Dot Scent says Buffy, but based on Stacy's numbers, it may be Gilmore, actually. <laughs> I will say it was close, numbers-wise. Una H., from earlier, says, I love both in different ways, but Buffy definitely had a bigger impact on me when I first watched it. Gilmore Girls is absolutely one of my favorite shows, too, though. People like both, man. Yeah. Oh, in fact, Mona Moshe also sent a gif that says, why not both? <laughs> like a little penguin with a fish hat. <laughs> We got Fangirl47. I vote Gilmore with a lot of emojis. Bombadudia says, so hard for me to say as I came to Gilmore Girls later and I watched Buffy when it was still airing. So one has longevity on its side, but I do think Gilmore Girls is a better show technically. It has tighter writing and characters, but I'll vote Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's hard to decide. Pandora's Hope says, this is impossible. Each fantastic and flawed shows in their own way. But definitely Gilmore for sure. Interesting. Gone Up to the Sky says, it's Gilmore for me, even though I grew up with Buffy. But I have no idea who got more votes on the show. Mar is Lava says, I've watched Buffy once from start to finish and Gilmore Girls nine times. I have to go Gilmore. Although I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. She had epic moments. Still a very good show. Yeah, she really, you know, carries the show and is great. When you say carries the show, I feel like she does great. But Alison Hannigan is also a great actress. She Oh, yeah. They both do great. Obviously, the show's more focused on Buffy. So That's Sarah what I mean by she carries it. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, everyone else is sloughing off. I'm saying, like, <laughs> Sarah's, it, it's, she's the main character. It's all yeah. focused on her. But I, there, were just, there were just moments that Allison hit it out of the park. And I was totally. like, oh, great job, Allison. 
I would say Sarah maybe has more of those moments overall, but Willow's yeah. fewer moments are maybe even better. Yeah. I mean, the real star, honestly, was the guy who played Jesse in episode one. Mm-hmm. He was just, he, he nailed it. I don't think there was a better scene. That was a joke, if anyone. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Jesse? I don't even remember him, of course. Maybe he was great. I don't know. Erica Hamilton says, so I do think it's Buffy, but Gilmore Girls is still so very good. I will continue to rewatch them both for the umpteenth time. They do both have pretty good rewatched value. They're just like mm-hmm. packed with fun little jokes and like great speeches and fights and stuff. Yeah. Rhonda Lynn says, I love Gilmore Girls, but honestly, I rewatch Buffy even more than Gilmore Girls, though I've seen both too many times to count. It's powerful, interesting, great humor, drama. It's got it all. And I would say that's true about both for me. Yeah, agreed. Sean Fenton writes, it's 20 years since Buffy finished, and it's still incredibly influential. Just look at the Star Trek musical, or how many times Buffy is referenced in modern shows and films. That being said, it is very time-locked in that sense, that if it was made now, it would be vastly different. Yeah. Whereas I can see Gilmore Girls still being made now as a new show, because the core aspects of that show are still prevalent. This is a pity because unlike Gilmore Girls, I still like the core characters in Buffy and I want to know what happens to them after the series finish. Ooh, That's very you, interesting. Wait, so this person doesn't care about the Gilmore Girl characters anymore? Uh-huh. I mean, Gilmore Girls clearly doesn't care about some of their characters anymore. <laughs> like Lane. We also get information on the Gilmore Girl characters 10 years later. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. We got one more here from Lisa Latte. So hear me out. I love both shows. Love. Gilmore is my comfort show, my go-to. I've rewatched it so many times, way more than Buffy. If you ask my kids what my favorite show is, they will 100% say Gilmore Girls. Gilmore is so fun and just a great everyday show. Yet, here is Buffy, also a show I love. But it's so epic and powerful. For me to grow up with a powerful woman superhero kicking butt every week was awesome. Plus, seeing Willow and Tara's love story was just also such an amazing thing to see on TV at that time. So, my vote goes to Buffy, just because Mm. of how much it influenced women everywhere. Because women can be powerful. That's so nice. That's great. Yeah. It's weird to me that there's n- like no gay representation in Gilmore Girls, though. Like, none. You'd think she'd meet a friend. Not that like the show needs to force someone to be gay just to like fill a quota. But the show was on for seven seasons, and it, it just never was mentioned one time. Also, gay people live in that town. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. It stay at her inn for sure. Yeah. It just seems like a town that would be welcome. To queer people. Well, Michelle is gay in the revival. but In the revival, I understand that they finally... But yeah, Michelle was so coded gay. It's like, just make him gay. Who, why not? Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, we've talked about how Buffy kind of couldn't get away with it until later seasons, but that's about when Gilmore started around the time Tara and Willow were gay. To be fair and to be clear, Buffy couldn't get away with same-sex couples kissing on camera, which, again, is silly. Looking back on it, it was like, I can't believe that that was like something we couldn't show. But they could still have gay people. They just couldn't kiss on camera. And Gilmore Girls came out later, so I don't understand why they couldn't have a yeah. character. Like, by the time Willow and Kennedy were full-on tonguing in bed, <laughs> Gilmore Girls still had, like, three or four more seasons. Just dropping, like, lesbian oral sex accessory jokes in front of everybody in the room. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, when Willow's like, it's neat, but not like, you know, your girlfriend's got a new tongue piercing. Cool. Like, and would you say that out loud? That's something Xander would say. And... I would roll my eyes at. I know. Well, that is all of the comments for today. But definitely keep reaching out to us throughout the rest of whatever this is. I answer direct messages quite frequently. 
I am awful at responding to emails. <laughs> just I have read yeah. them all. They're all great. Just not always in a place where I can type a thoughtful response and then I forget to. But they're all starred in our inbox. And I would love to reply to them all sometime. Thank you so much, guys. Next week, we will be releasing that series wrap-up episode, revealing which show we thought was best, talking about some of our favorite episodes from both series, predictions for the comics and the year in the life, just general thoughts on both. Yes, please keep reaching out to us on social media. Please give us four-star reviews if you can. Or five. Please. Five would be better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. If we've left <laughs> even a little bit of perspective in your life, Please give us a five-star review. <laughs> Don't slough off a star. Keep them all. <laughs> uh, we love hearing from you guys. Sorry for what I just said. Please still give us four stars because of my use of that word. Yeah, don't make it a joke by giving us four. <laughs> you can reach out by following us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Gilmore Slayer, where we post interactive questions, comedy sketches, and more. Or you can send us an email at brianandstacyreviews at gmail.com. That's Brian with a Y and Stacy with an E-Y. For more bonus content, find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Stacy, where we post weekly video recaps of the show Angel. We just started season five. We host monthly live stream watch parties of old episodes of Buffy and Gilmore Girls. We post monthly podcast outtakes. Those are coming soon. And we share early extended episode previews of the podcast. And this season of Angel is almost a reboot of the show, in a sense, and has Spike on it and yeah. is the best season of Angel. So... Do you think people that didn't watch any of Angel could just watch season five? 100%. 100%. Yeah, if you want more spy content and you've never watched Angel, watch season five of Angel. Unless you want to watch all of it. Watch like a YouTube video recapping the previous seasons. You don't need to watch them. They're all over the fucking place. But season five is like a soft reboot of the show. Yeah. As we already said, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel called Brian and Stacy. If you want to support our content, you can do so by making a donation of your choosing via the link found at the bottom of our episode description or in our social media bios. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I just, I know, shot myself in the foot for misspeaking earlier. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you can find a way to make it six to balance out some of those four-star reviews that are going to be coming in now, that'd be great. That would be great. If you want to give us a five-star and say, this is a four-star... <laughs> Don't. Just, just five. Just yeah, five. I think that would confuse people. I think those. I'd have ruined our whole algorithm if you do if you do that. Five. Five stars are good. Four if you give us a five-star review, we will give you a shout-out in an upcoming podcast. Five stars. Five. Five stars, please. I'm going to make a note in my notebook about this. <laughs> <laughs> wow, your handwriting is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I thought this pen was regular, but apparently it is a colored pen. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed this tiny little episode. Just... Talking about your thoughts and ours. Thank you so much for your understanding. We'll be back next week. With such a long episode. And the answer to the big question, what goes which in those meatballs? Which show is better? Oh, yeah. That too. And also, which show is better? <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.